0: It's like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I seen this
1: movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole from a movie. We want you in our club kid. Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. She is my goose to my maverick. You know, uh, <laughs> we are here this week to talk about Top Gun a movie I've now seen three times and Corey's never seen until this week. Um, I uh, This is our McTurbo month. That is 80s action movies. And if you're not new to the podcast or if you are new, um, the, the idea is that Corey and I have a massive, ever-growing gap list of movies that we've never seen. And our goal is for at least one of us every single week to check one of those movies off the list. This week it's going to be Top Gun. Um, that said, uh, we are going to catch up with how we've been doing since the last time we recorded, and then look at what we've been watching since then. And I was just telling Corey off off air, um, but on mic because we're far away, uh, th- about this lesson plan that I'm doing with. Um, we're going to be watching uh, the Truman Show, but we were talking about this documentary from tw- 2015 called The Wolf Pack. It's a documentary that I'm a big fan of. I've taught it a couple of times um, and uh, none of my current students have been taught this, but um, the idea of the Wolfpack is this, the group of kids were raised in their apartment for like without leaving, without seeing the outside world, um, except through cinema and how their perspective of reality is shaped because of that. And that got me thinking of movies that are like that. Like, Corey, have you ever seen the movie Room with Brie Larson and oh, Jacob yeah. Tremblay? In theaters. So that kid is brought up in the room and he thinks everything is the room is his world, his whole world. Right. And there's that okay. whole when he leaves the first time, that kind of revelation that what he knows of the world is, is different. There's this really great kind of dark comedy called Brigsby Bear. That is a similar kind of framing. This guy's grown up uh, in a post-apocalyptic world. So he's living in a, like a bunker um, with his mom and his dad. And uh, they have like, um, there's a TV broadcast. That's like his only connection to the outside world. And then his reality gets shattered. And that's not quite true. What I just said, I won't say exactly what happens, but it's definitely a really fun, crazy, and zany movie that deals the same thing. Then there's, of course, The Matrix, you know, where everyone's living in the quote-unquote real world. And then only to find out, uh, Elf. Elf is a great example, right? Buddy oh, yeah. grew up his whole life thinking he was an elf, only to find out he's a human, which there's that whole reveal there. Um, Dogtooth. Oh, heck. Right? So yeah. um, I'm, I'm making a list of movies that kind oh, of do that... similar things. Mm. Yeah, Dogtooth is the probably the toughest of all the movies I just listed. Um, One
0: time was enough for me.
1: Yeah. I'm a big Yorgos Lanthimos fan. I have not gone back to Dogtooth, but, um, nonetheless. And then, uh, of course Christopher Nolan's memento is another good example of a, a character thinking he knows what's going on, but actually maybe not. Um, so uh, yeah. Uh, if you, if you think of any movies like that, I'd love to hear from you. You can uh, hit us up on social media, which we'll say again at the end, but at Burke reviews, um, if you have any uh, movies that would apply or that we can think of some, maybe I haven't seen even. Um, but uh, you know, it's been a, a kind of easy week for me as far as work goes. Cause we've, when we have midterms, we have early release. So I, I was out of work each day by like two o'clock. Um, so I've, I've had a little, little extra time. Uh, I switched gyms this week. Um, I went to the bigger gym, uh, that is cheaper by half, like oh, wow. half of what I was paying. Um, I've been apprehensive to switch because I know the bigger gym is going to have more people. But they have this cool feature on their app that shows like what how busy they are. So you kinda know wow. before like heading up there well, if they're like cool. super busy. And not only is it half the price, but I can bring a guest, uh, which I could not do at my other gym. Ooh. Um, and so I, I was able to bring my, uh, editor over at Berk reviews, David. Um, he hasn't had to edit much too, too much lately because I haven't been writing as many reviews the last couple months. Um, the pandemic wore me down and, uh, but we went up and we worked out the other night and, uh, found out that this gym has this weird policy there. They constantly are telling you no judge judgment free zone, like no, no. Uh, and, and, but, if you're loud or if you drop like the weights really loud and like make a lot of noise an alarm goes off with a big blue light, which feels like being judged. Um, so a little mix on their message. I, I know what they really mean is they're not going to like, they, they encourage every one of all shapes and sizes to come work out. You don't have to be a bodybuilder to go to this gym, but at the same time, you have to be quiet because we're also in a library. So, um, things to that's note. very strange. Yes. I, and I did not know about it. Um, it was not a feature they, they informed me about when I signed up, which I'm fortunately not a loud person as it is, uh, at least not when I'm working out. I guess I can be very loud in other scenarios, but, um, David had heard about it and was like, while we were on the treadmill, it, it, it <laughs> oh, did uh, go off. No. Not because of us. No, uh, but someone dropped, like the weight really hard or whatever and it, it went off for like half a second um yeah it, it's it'll I let you know
0: if it's like also i don't know because i don't go to gyms i haven't been in a gym in a long time but like maybe some of those people who show off like
1: do <laughs> yeah, too much
0: is. and drop the weight or something i don't know
1: well it's like you know girl tennis players were notoriously like really loud like like when they would hit the racket they'd be like ah, ah. Oh, yeah like you don't really need to do that. Like there are some people who've argued that you, you get extra power or whatever, but um, there are some people who grunt really loud or they, they make a, sh- a show of it. Um, there, I think it's, it's about being courteous I think is the goal, Fair. but it, it still is like, Accidents it's, happen. you gotta be, a, there's a little, yeah, there's a little edge of nervousness about like, what if I, the weight slips? I don't want to set the alarm off too, but, um, but yeah. Uh, but so I, I, I like the new gym. Um, it's, it's not, I don't know, I like my my the smaller gym too which I had I had to go and cancel my membership at the other gym um and I had to wait like 20 minutes because someone else was signing up and there's only like one or two people ever working at a time which that's not a complaint it makes sense it's a smaller gym there's not you know it's not a, it's literally like a quarter um I will say the new gym is in the old Toys R Us building though oh and it is huge like it is so weird to be in there uh knowing that it used to be a Toys R Us it's very nice though so like they completely re- gutted the inside and you wouldn't if you didn't know it was Toys R Us, um, from the inside, it still kind of looks like Toys R Us on the outside. Like they painted it, but it still has like the tiles and stuff. They're just now painted <laughs> over, so it, it still looks like the, the Toys R Us. I building, need but to see this. I will. Uh, I will take a picture, um, dude. Yeah, I, it,
0: uh, I feel like things change so strangely there.
1: Yeah, like yeah, things are weird.
0: Is the mall still struggling? But you guys have like five
1: gems. Um. The, well, malls, I think, are kind of dying as a as a thing um at least it seems that, that right, one's been it's, going for a long time it has uh I remember when it opened when I was in high school I was just like yes it still feels new to me because of that because like I remember it opening and like there's not many things like that that I can say about you know what I'm saying where like oh yeah I've been alive for a long time now um <laughs> it's still I have not been in the mall since quarantine um because the my movie theater has not been open since quarantine basically so I mostly go to the mall for that, um, but Kathy and Taylor have been a couple of times, so there's still stuff in there. Uh, the GameStop's okay. still running, but yeah, it, it's mostly it's mostly dead. Um, and you know, there's no real sign of we're gonna ever get like an outdoor mall or something nearby. But it doesn't help with our current situation because I think a lot of businesses are apprehensive about opening because you don't know what you're gonna get, you know, when you open. Yeah, so it's fair. What's anything cool been going on with you this week before we get into our what we've been watching?
0: Um, I got my first part of my vaccination.
1: That is big news. That's really big news.
0: Yeah. um, I did that Saturday and I think I go back in like four weeks to get the booster. I get the parts mixed up. I think the booster is the second part. Um, It is. Okay. Um and then I um not really. I just stay home. Was,
1: was your uh, arm really sore or anything afterwards?
0: Um so I that the first day I my arm was fine, but I definitely had s- some symptoms. Um, and then the next day, um, one of my friends couldn't lift her arm. So she's like, definitely use, get it in your non-dominant arm. Um, so I got it in my left arm and I could pull my arm up like shoulder height, but I couldn't like extend it above my head or like extend it out, which doesn't sound like a big deal. But maybe when you're putting away dishes or something like that, you forget. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Yeah, You're like yeah. no, no,
0: no. Um, but yeah, it was it was fine. It was quick. It was organized. I mean,
1: well, I um, I had uh, was it like a drive-through kind, or was it like <gasps> go in the clinic kind of thing?
0: Go in the clinic.
1: Because I've heard that there are some places doing drive like the drive-through <laughs> process, and that that seems. I don't know. I I already don't don't like getting shots, but like driving through to get a shot feels kind of like not a fun experience. (laughs) Right.
0: Because it's going to be awkward. And are you opening your door or are they reaching through the window? Like it just doesn't sound good
1: to me. There's a lot. And and then like, you know, I don't know, like it doesn't feel feel as sterile to me. Like, just like this isn't a sterile like i i know it happens in my car it's not <laughs> sterile like i don't remember the last time i cleaned the inside of my car right it's like it's, just it's not mine dirty but it's not <laughs> clean you know like, um so yeah i don't know it's like feels like that's not the place to get a shot uh but yeah you know um i hope to get one eventually maybe at some point um or maybe our new president will say that you know if we're going to make schools be open that I don't know. Maybe teachers should be inoculated so we're not going to get it and spread it kind of thing. But, you know, I, whatever. Um, whatever. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so I'm hoping it was Bill able to get his, too.
0: Um, He is scheduled next week, I think. Oh, OK, yeah, he's I went downtown, which is actually kind of far from my house now. But he's going to like the hospital. It's close to us. It's only like a mile away. 2 miles away which is convenient because we've had to go to the emergency room not Cleveland.
1: Ooh. Well, that uh I guess with that, let's move into what we've been watching. Um I have a lot so I'm going to let you go first.
0: Okay. I'm rewatching Reno 911. <laughs> still. Um I just love Nick swartzen in that show so much. I wish he was in it more because he's the star of the show. But I do like the whole cast. And then I watched um, Knock Knock. Have you seen that?
1: That is the uh, Eli Roth, Keanu Eli Roth directed Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> yes. I have not seen it. I have heard enough about it to not waste my time with it from what I've heard.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, Eli Roth. Okay. And I was like, hmm, Keanu. Okay. And then I was like, hmm. But then by the time I was like, hmm, I was already halfway through it. <laughs> So I was like it took me like two or three days to watch the whole thing, but I, I made myself do it. And I can't remember her name and I'm not pulling up IMDB right now, but one of the actresses, I totally forgot that she was like in Blade Runner 2049.
1: Uh yes. I think I do know I don't Ryan remember. Ryan Goslin's.
0: Yeah, I can't remember anybody's names right now. And then I watched his house.
1: Ooh, what do you think of his house
0: um i feel like i should probably look a little further into that one i liked the um it's a it's a horror movie guys so i mean it is the I genre mean, i mean yeah
1: it's, it's a little more than just a you, horror. Movie. sorry yes. go ahead. um it is a horror movie.
0: yeah definitely it's not
1: no no it's just I, I really a horror movie a but
0: it is a horror movie so there is a twist which i feel like a lot of horror movies do and i really did enjoy that i liked um that it wasn't what i was thinking the whole time with a very big part Uh of the story um but i don't want to ever since we've watched that movie i'm like it's interesting and i feel bad saying that word Uh but i thought it was interesting it's unlike any horror movie that i think i've seen
1: yeah. It's, it's, it's very much an allegory. It's very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. it's also very creepy. Like the scary parts oh. are scary. I was genuinely creeped out at times, but yeah. And that's all I got guys. All right. Um, I, uh, we, Matt and I over at the bloody awesome movie podcast did our best of 2020. In fact, we, we decided to go a little bigger than that. We did a, uh, what we were calling the Bampies, um, <laughs> saw our that. annual awards. <laughs> um, and so we had other categories, like we had best animated film, best documentary, uh, best performance of male and female best international film uh, a few other categories um, including some fun like kind of not we didn't try to go real negative but we had a couple of like little like most disappointing uh, most feel bad movie that made us like genuinely feel bad watching it which could be a positive thing mine wasn't but it still could be um and and then we did our top five uh movies from last year but so doing my homework I started trying to like cram in films I hadn't seen. So I started with uh, three of the five small acts movies, which are directed by Steve McQueen. Uh, There is some debate whether or not this qualifies as a movie or a series, but from what I gather, there are five movies that he did all at once um, and released them as a package under this idea of small acts. And it's all about the same community, but each one is its own story. Like they're not following a specific group of people like there's no recurring characters um i watched mangrove lovers rock and red white and blue i think Corey, you might love lovers rock um because it is heavily engrossed in the music of this uh caribbean community in the uk in the 70s and 80s um and just how music kind of gave them an escape um it didn't initially click for me but I, I got to learn a lot about this community that i knew nothing about prior to these movies uh, Red, white, and blue is great. Stars John Boyega, and I love. I'm a big fan of him, anyways. But it's a very, very pertinent to what we've been witnessing over the last year. I think, uh, and same Mangrove as well. Uh, Mangrove reminded very much comparable, comparable to the Trial of Chicago uh, Seven. Um, in fact, so much so that it's the Mangrove Nine, I believe, is what it's called, and it is a, based on a real trial. Um, really, really great. They're all on Amazon Prime under the Small Axe series. Uh, They're listed as episodes, which is why there's a debate whether it's TV or not. But I believe they originally were made for the BBC and then uh, Prime picked them up for the U.S. distribution. But uh, definitely worth checking out. There's two more to watch. Uh, For me, I will probably get to them soon. But um, on Monday night, I I reached out to a friend of the show, Big Tuna, and was like, what's the best 2020 movie that I haven't seen yet? And he said, Boy State. And the reason I hadn't seen it is because it's on Apple TV+, Plus, which I've not signed up for. Um, and I, I actually had kind of thought I would never do it because I don't currently like I have an Apple TV, but it's pretty old now. So I, I don't even know if it'll run any of this stuff. And I don't have an iPhone anymore. So I'm not really like big on Apple product. Um, but I found out that my Xbox has an Apple TV plus app. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. I can watch it on my TV. I'm good. Um, so I signed up for the seven day free trial and, uh, I'm very glad that I did because boy state is a really great documentary, but that's not the thing I was really happy about. There was an animated film that I kept hearing about called the, uh, it's called wolf walkers. You heard of this? I was afraid of that. Um, and, uh, it is an outstanding animated film. I should probably talk maybe another second or two about, um, Boy State, but I really like that documentary. It's very, um, of the time, especially because it's about this group of teenagers who go off to this, uh, camp and are basically caught the state process of government. Like, so somebody runs for governor and these guys run for the Senate and blah, 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 blah. And it is um, very, uh, very, very compelling uh, to watch. Uh, you, you're you kind of centered around a few kids that are running for different positions. And um, there's a clear, like, one who I really connected with and it was really cool to see him kind of go through the process. Uh, but it's also kind of scary and how people can kind of mob mentality and stuff like that. It, it's, it's very compelling definitely worth checking out especially with the free trial of Apple TV plus but wolf walkers oh man i love this movie so much um it it skyrocketed to my into my top 20 um it is gorgeous in terms of animation it is such a great story um it, it hits a lot of my uh i i not buttons it hits a lot of my checkboxes things that just always work for me and um I, I, I cried a couple times. I, I absolutely adore Wolfwalkers. Uh, if you, you find out where on my list, it may have fell. If you listen to the new most recent episode of the uh, bloody awesome movie podcast, um I then watched Top Gun for preparation for tonight's episode. But um I also watched Host on Shudder. It is the, I believe, the first Zoom movie out of what will probably be a plethora of Zoom films thanks to quarantine. But um Host does it really well. It's super creepy, very, very effective. Uh I, I have nitpicked it um a lot, and I do that with horror movies probably too much. Um, but the fact that I've watched it once and I was able to nitpick it so much and like, like, it, I think it would have been better if they'd done this. I wish this had happened. Uh, just showed how engaged I was because I remembered like every minute of it. It is relatively short. It's like just over 60 minutes. But if you have access to Shutter, or if not, it's worth getting and uh, binging some stuff that's on there. But Host, uh, great Shutter exclusive. And then um, again, Apple TV Plus. Uh, I realized there's a couple other things on it I wanted to watch. One of them is Sofia Coppola's newest film, starring Rashida Jones oh. and Bill Murray, on the Rocks. Um, this movie, from what I've seen, is getting like mixed reviews. N- nobody's saying it's bad, mind you. Like everyone's just like, yeah, it's fine, it's passable, whatever. For me, I love Bill Murray, and I mean you know this, Corey, because there's a air freshener in my truck of Bill Murray's head that you sent me. It has <laughs> not smelled for probably two years. <laughs>
0: I'm going to the record store tomorrow. I'll see if I can find another one.
1: <laughs> but I, I love uh, Bill Murray so, so much. And he is just on fire in this movie. I hit, The relationship with him and Rashida Jones is great. It's a very quiet movie, um, which I ad- I kind of adore that about Sophia when she's able to do something like this. Uh, this is easily my favorite of her films since Lost in Translation. Um, I was not a big fan of, I now forget the name of it, with Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman and Elle Fanny. Beloved the boat be- it's love something it. with the b maybe it's beloved it's something like that i didn't i didn't dislike that film i did not love that film um i thought there were some really good performances in that film and um but i i really kind of enjoyed this one a lot um especially bill murray i just every scene bill murray was in i was just like eating it up uh, it was it's so in my wheelhouse for him um but that's not the so i watched a lot of movies i think that's it's not a lot a lot but it was at least one or two a day basically for the last week um but last night uh, there was a series on Apple TV I kept hearing good things about called Ted Lasso Beguiled. starring Jason Sudeikis, right? Beguiled was what it was. Yes. Um, so Ted Lasso, uh, I didn't know much about it. I am I, like Jason Sudeikis. He, he generally uh, makes me laugh. Uh, I don't always like what he does, but I generally like him. And when I found out that the basic premise was a U.S. American football coach moves to England to coach a premier uh, soccer team that was struggling, but he's not a soccer coach, right? Like He's a football coach who is now pl- going to like... I was like, this sounds like it'll be a lot of stupid fun. And I've heard good things. Why not check it out? I think this might be... I, I So I started it last night. It's 10 episodes. I finished it like an hour ago before we recorded. Um, So I've watched nothing else but this show basically for the last 24 hours. I think it might be Go one heck? of my favorite shows ever. Um, I, I already like as I find him to be super charming. I love... He's got a... Um, the his delivery of his jokes is very like straightforward and like uh you, you won't always know that he's joking, but there's always like a charm about him. Um, but usually there's like a, a bite. He's very kind of sarcastic and, and a little cynical. Um, that is not at all what this show is. This might be one of the most mentally health examples that exists, like the prop, like how we should actually react to things. Um, if like most TV shows would be maybe called drama or melodrama. This is like anti-drama, but not in a way that feels manufactured or fake like things happen but then they happen in a reasonable adult way um reactions are tempered when people overreact there is always a rational voice and yet it's funny and it's it's heartfelt and um if i'm i've always really been a fan of like sports comedies like i love Major League. i love you know a lot of like the kids sports movies like sandlot rookie of the year um and uh, the replacements with keanu reeves is actually a movie that i adore i just think it's so great i i i eat up all of that stuff this is it plays on a lot of those things and you see elements of it like right away like you're like oh well this is just like this and i see this is gonna happen but then they subvert anything you might think you know about it and it is it is a masterpiece i am so excited because they've already it looks like based on imdb they've already renewed for two more seasons at least oh wow um and It will be the reason I come back to Apple TV plus, uh, without question. Like if it's only available on Apple TV plus when season two comes out, I will pay the $5, binge the entire, uh, season two, and then cancel my subscription because I am a huge fan. Like Sudeikis is great anyways. Um, and the cast here, uh, Juno temple is in it. Um, and she is tremendous in this, uh, as well. Um, I don't, I don't really know any of the other people. Like I've seen them in things, but they're not, they're, they're, they're not like the stars of the other stuff that I've seen them in. Um, But everyone's fantastic. His assistant coach, um, whose name is, I didn't realize this was actually his name. His name is coach beard. Um, He does have a beard. Uh, The dynamic between the two of them is so great. It's, it's just, it's just so brilliant in every way. Like, I, I cried, like legitimately cried at a few episodes. I laughed at so many things. Like, I mean, like laughing, uncontrollably laughing at, at moments. It, it's it to me is like a perfect show again, uh, especially because there is that like fish out of water element because he's like in England, but he's so optimistic and joyous. I, I was just taken away. It, it was totally the right. I needed something like this, where it's just like, no matter how bad things are looking, there's, there's a bright side. And it's it even deals with that. Like he, it's not like he's some naive guy who doesn't get that. He's overly optimistic. He understands that he's, you know, over he's actively overlooking things to try to be positive. Um, and that, that has a detriment in certain parts of his life. And he's aware of it. Like, it's just, it's so good. I, I can't even stress it. I, if you um, haven't done the Apple TV seven day trial, uh, this is the show to me that's worth doing. Like it's, it's just do it. Um, you got 10 episodes there. And again, I Wolf Walker's amazing movie. Um, Boy state is definitely worth watching. And on the rocks, if you're a Bill Murray fan or a Rashida Jones fan, I think that's probably going to be good too. Um, there's a couple other things I want to watch. There's a BC boys documentary. I want to watch before my trial expires. I think I'm going to try to fit that in tomorrow. Maybe. But, and then that's kind of it. There is a, the Haley Steinfeld show Dickinson, um, which is like a drama about Emily Dickinson. And I think in her relationships or something, Uh, I I wouldn't mind watching that, but there's two seasons that I don't think I am going to get two seasons out before my trial ends. So, and I don't want to get hooked where I have to pay five bucks. So I'm going to, you know, probably not watch it this time around, but next time I do a month, it's on the list but um yeah uh ted lasso just it's it's excellent um i'm hoping that at some point i can buy it because i do want to own it i really really like the show a whole lot i think it's great um that's what i've been watching and uh let's take a quick break and when we come back we will get into our review of top gun uh, a movie that i imagine a lot of our listeners are pretty big fans of so we'll be right back Hey, this is Matt from What I Watched Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. And we are back talking Top Gun. Um, So this movie, 1986, I am four years old when it comes out. Do not see it. Um, I managed to go my entire life uh, not watching this movie until I think four years ago. Um, I definitely watched it for Burke Reviews. It was a movie Kathy loved a lot. And when she found out I had never seen it, she's like, what? Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And uh, it's one of those movies that like people who are fans are, are in disbelief that you have not watched it kind of thing um yeah i don't i must have watched it my first year because I, I don't when i switched hosts uh, for the website i didn't bring all of the reviews over because mm-hmm. like my first year's reviews aren't the best um and it's not on there so it must have been in the first year but um top gun directed by tony scott stars of course tom cruise i man i hate the current billing on indb because it's like so not right because tim robbins is listed second it's like no no tim robbins is not second billed in this movie come on he's barely in this Um, Kelly McGinnis, definitely worthy of second build. Anthony Edwards is our true second build. (sighs) Val Kilmer as Iceman. Tom Skerritt. Michael Ironside, who always plays a pretty good bad guy. Although here he's not really a bad guy. He's just kind of the tough guy. A very small role for Meg Ryan uh, just before she really becomes a megastar. Tim Robbins is in it, but he is not second build. Sorry, IMDB, but you're wrong on that one. Um, All right, so first time I saw it at home with Kathy, then I think it was, it must've been two years ago. Cause we didn't go to the theater last year. So two years ago, we went to a retro screening and saw it on the big screen, which was I, as I think listeners would probably know. I love seeing movies on the big screen. I think it's the way to do it. Um, seeing Top Gun on the big screen was great. I also love when they do the retro screenings, they do like, um, like a quick history of the film. Oh, I love that. And I, I love that so much. Uh, I am such a nerd for those kind of details and those stories. Um, so uh, this is my third watch. And actually, of one of the, I think the first time on this podcast, after I finished the movie, I noticed that uh, Voodoo had several featurettes, and I watched two of them. Um, something I don't usually do is like the bonus features, and uh, they're definitely made within the last couple of years because Tom Cruise is talking about making Maverick, the sequel, that's set to come out this year. Oh. So appropriate time to watch Top Gun. It was supposed to come out last year, but COVID. Um, so it got pushed back to this year. And yeah, so uh, what? Almost 30 years later, so 25 years later, we're getting a sequel to this movie. And Tom Cruise is reprising his role as Maverick. And he is a instructor at the Top Gun uh, training facility. Um, Corey, this is your first time. Uh, you picked this uh, for our action category, which makes perfect sense. What'd you think?
0: That it could have been into our buddy films.
1: It definitely could have.
0: Um I feel like this was a much better pick <laughs> than my last one.
1: Uh, than Red Dawn.
0: God, what was I thinking? Anyway.
1: Right, to be fair, the cast on Red Dawn. I mean, you think it would be safe? plenty of reason.
0: But also, when I see a cast that's like stacked like that, it makes me nervous because I feel like they're trying but, to make up for something,
1: but they weren't. Well, but they wasn't stacked when yeah. they were cast, right? Because they weren't superstars yet. Word.
0: Ugh, Patrick Swayze letting me down anyway um so it i feel like this movie is iconic and even though i haven't seen it like oh my god is it kenny loggins who does the highway to the danger zone song <laughs> god,
1: if i never <laughs> um i i don't know uh i think I'm it working is it up. i think you kenny loggins yeah
0: yeah i don't feel like i ever need to hear that song in my life again um so I liked the movie at first. You know, I felt like uh, Tom Cruise's character Maverick, uh, Pete, what Pete Miller or something. Um, I don't know. He was cocky, but I liked, um, like, getting to see. I guess his arc, or mm-hmm. you know, like seeing that he's more than just this young know-it-all. And I really, really, really liked Goose. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I don't like what happened in the movie. And I don't want to say that I'm glad that it did, but I liked that it like showed all like a whole different side of Maverick. Um I did not like the soundtrack.
1: Oh, wow. That's I would say a lot of people really, especially uh, Danger Zone.
0: It's the same three songs. Actually, we could yeah. just say two songs the whole time through the movie. So, it's well, I guess three songs. Okay, are they being sexy? Then we're going to hear this one song. Or is it like action jet pilot, jet fighter time? You're going to hear Danger Zone, Highway to Danger Zone, or whatever it's called. Like, it was just over and over and over and over and over. But I enjoyed the movie yeah. overall.
1: I, I don't love the soundtrack, just to clarify. I don't dislike it uh, like you apparently do. God, it made um, me tired. I can see that. Uh, it is... Um, I am... I would definitely say I'm a fan of this movie and I wouldn't have thought I would be, I don't always like military related films, especially when they feel so like, like gung ho, like war is the best kind of thing. And I do feel like for the most part, this one is very like, yeah, join the Navy. Um, And I think there's some articles out there that discuss it being kind of like propaganda and the Navy did have to approve a lot of this and stuff. Um, But also i i do like soldiers like that's the thing i i'm all i'm pro soldier i'm pro i just i'm not pro war i'm very anti-war um i don't like the idea of violence and so there's always a a fine line with these films you know like when we watch paths of glory which is a very anti-war movie and like the negative side of war and you uh we're gonna be watching um another war movie actually next week i i'd forgotten that until right now but um and that's a much more tough and honestly i'm more not looking forward to that because i i know uh i know the director enough to know that i don't always click with his sensibilities anyways and i'm like oh man it's gonna be very dour i think but um plus it's a vietnam war movie which is never a good time when it shouldn't be it shouldn't be but nonetheless it's like oh boy Can be kind of heavy um and uh but top gun yeah it's just it's it's a it's fun but it's also serious um there's some there's some cheesy dialogue in the film there's some moments where like the characters say like you're the best pilot you're the best and i'm just like calm down everybody like everyone doesn't have to tell him over and over again we get it he's really good we've seen him fly he's pretty impressive um and cruises swagger and cockiness definitely comes across uh, there are some very, um, it's a very sexy movie in ways that you wouldn't expect it to be <laughs> sexy. Uh, the volleyball sequence, for example. Um, you know, uh, if this movie, well, this movie, the new one's coming out, so I'm curious to see how they play in some of this. I just saw that this was rated PG. What, which, uh, which is this? I think PG 13 would come out like the next year, it wasn't a rating option yet. Um, Interesting, look but, at you guys just flying uh, right, right under, under the radar, radar they, Top Gun. They yeah they they shy away from all the nudity there's definitely a lot of like implied one of the worst things i think that happens in this movie or at least maybe i'm just maybe i'm weird but Rumble he goes kissing? to her house oh. yes the kid the, the kissing does not look good no but he goes to her house for like the dinner after playing volleyball and like he's in the house for like two seconds you mind if i take a shower yeah i like what was that <laughs> what Calm down, is that a normal behavior <laughs> to go to someone's house and be like hey i'm going to use your shower not even like you don't even have can i take a shower right right and it's, he doesn't even ask it's like you, like it's more like i'm going to take a shower in your bathroom and use one of your towels you know like i don't know maybe other people like tolerate guests in a way that i'm just not comfortable i don't know But if someone who was just visiting for like a moment, not like staying over, like if you're, if you're staying at my house for days, of course you should be showering. That's disgusting. But if you're just like (laughs) coming over for dinner, right. If you're just coming over for dinner and you're going away afterwards, like what? A pre-dinner shower? Like you do that at your house, buddy. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, if you're running late, you call me and tell me you have to shower and you're going to be a little late, you know, but, um, But yeah, so there's some weird stuff like that in the movie that I'm always just like, all right. But the the stuff that works really, really works. Um, And I I am um, a Val Kilmer fan for sure. Uh, I I don't think he's always perfect. But man, when he is on, he is on. I love him in this movie. Uh, He's in a movie called Real Genius that came out, I think, the year before this, which is excellent. I just watched uh, over the summer um he is in it's like uh, real genius is almost like his ferris bueller kind of movie um he's in tombstone and he's so good in tombstone with kurt russell just I love them together another movie i just watched for the first time this summer um and obviously i am a batman forever apologist like i i think there's good in that one and i don't think val kilmer's bad in it i think he gets a bad rap because it was one of the first schulmacher ones and i think batman and robin went off the deep end and anything that was good in forever is overshadowed by how bad Batman and Robin is. Um, so I, again, there's definitely, it's weird. Batman forever is weird. I'm not saying it's the best Batman movie or anything. I just think it's better than people give it credit. And then kiss, kiss, bang, bang, excellent movie about outcome. so great. So I, I really am a Kilmer fan. I, there's tons of stuff. I obviously left out where I'm not a fan or I didn't see or whatever, but those movies alone have made me a fan. And I love him in this. I think he is the perfect Foil to Maverick. Um, some of the again, some of the things he says feels very scripted and written, like the way he words things. I'm like, no one, no one would speak like that. Um, but I don't mind it because it's just it's an eighties movie. It's a little campy, and you can you can tolerate the campiness. Yeah, 100. Um, I guess that's the gist of the the non spoiler version of the review. So let's get into spoilers,
0: guys. From here on out, we're going to talk about Top Gun in great detail. You have been warned. I. So, I want to say Goose, that. Gory. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was just going to ask you uh, what about Goose.
0: I loved Goose. Um, I think that, especially, hmm, he's so different from Maverick. Like he's goofy, and he has like a family, and he seems like I don't know. None of these. I'm not saying any of this negatively. I feel like he's no. very humbling or maybe he keeps Maverick grounded.
1: Yeah, um, definitely.
0: Yeah. So I, I like their characters together a lot because maybe like just looking at them or even if you know people like that, that are very, very different and you don't think that they would be good friends or that they wouldn't work and then they do. And it I don't know.
1: Sure. And, uh, he, you know, when when things are looking tough, he he does like to go to Maverick. Hey, man, I, I need this kind of thing. You can't we can't get kicked out of here. Maverick steps up and, you know, when I went to ask you about Goose, I wasn't so much just your take on Goose, but also like that they they kill him.
0: Well, I mean, they had to break our hearts somehow. We weren't that attached to I mean, we aren't even that attached to Maverick, you know. Well I'm speaking I mean, I'm speaking for
1: everyone here. Yeah, I mean, Corey, it should go on record. <laughs> Corey is not a big Tom Cruise fan in general.
0: I don't always mind him in movies, but I won't. He's not an actor that I seek out like, oh my God, Tom Cruise has a new movie. I have to go see it. Um, I watched Vanilla Sky probably in the last couple years because my friend said that I really needed oh. to. And I thought it was, you know, I thought... I don't know. That movie is – yeah. But I – so I don't think he's a bad actor, and I don't want anybody to think that. I just have a hard time separating his crazy.
1: (laughs) Which I think a lot of people do. Um, But I I do think uh, we are – he – I'm a fan of Cruise as an actor. I definitely can't say, like, I'm a fan of him as a person. He does come off a little zany – um, even in the, uh, the featurettes that I watched, I was like, man, this guy is so crazy. But, um, I, I do, I do think he makes some brilliant films, uh, especially action films. He, he, and he's, it's so crazy hearing the featurettes with Tony Scott talking, um, how much hands-on cruise was with getting this movie made, even in oh. 86, where I don't think of him as like that mega star yet. And, uh, apparently though, he totally was, and he had a lot of pull with like, even um he basically cast anthony edwards as goose oh. like according to the featurette yeah uh, keep in mind the featurette's within the last few years for sure because he's talking about making maverick and so now tom cruise speaking about him in 86 maybe he was just a kid saying yeah let's do this and they're just like okay kid calm down but now he's tom cruise and so no one's gonna tell him you're yeah. full of crap you know what i'm saying yeah. so who knows but I don't think so because I I know that's he has he's always been hands-on through most of the nineties and two thousands movies, like with deciding who's cast and who he works with. Um so I'm I'm not surprised to hear that story, just that it was in eighty six with this movie, because he's done a couple of movies before Top Gun, but Top Gun's in my head is kind of the movie that like made him makes him the the megastar. Like that's the movie that people are like, Oh, this guy's not just a star, he's nice. a superstar. This is mm-hmm arguably our last big movie star um i would say will smith would be like second um in terms of like traditional hollywood uh style movie star and and i'm not the first person to say this i'm not trying to take credit for that like declaration but um yeah because before top gun risky business would have been the big breakout like lead role um and that's not like a big movie but that would have been the big lead role and then all the right moves and legend uh, I don't think people really, I, I know of legend. I've never seen legend. I know my mom liked it when I was a kid and it was, it looked scary when I was a kid. Cause there's like the big demon devil thing. Um, but Top Gun and then he does Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man's where he really breaks out as a dramatic actor, uh, then follows that up with Born on the 4th of July. Um, and, you know, his career, I've seen most of his movies. Like I have not seen Color of Money. Um, I actually saw Cocktail and Rain Man in the theater cause my mom was a big Tom Cruise fan and Born on the 4th of July, which I should not have seen in 89 when i'm seven years old but totally saw that movie that movie messed me uh, up as a kid uh oh no. i saw days of days of thunder in the theater never saw far and away still have never seen a few good men or the firm you made me watch interview with the vampire um but then mission impossible i have only seen fragments of jerry Maguire, and i uh we're about oh. to do um 90, uh 96 uh for astrology here soon and I'm going to try to watch it in its entirety because I also am a Cameron Crowe fan. Uh, well, fan's a strong word. I've seen most of Cameron Crowe's movies. Um, we watched Eyes Wide Shut for this podcast not too long ago. We watched Magnolia for this podcast not too long ago. Um, I, Vanilla Sky I love very, very much. Minority Report, man. Like, I, I'm a fan of a lot of these movies. There's a few I haven't seen. Uh, I, I skipped like Valkyrie and Nine Day. Those did not look very good. I've not seen the Jack Reacher films. Um, oh, The Mummy was so bad. So disappointing. Um, I really wanted that to be good. I am very excited. I am a huge fan of the Mission Impossible, uh, basically from three to six, I love. And uh, one, I find to be a little slow. And two is, is MTV uh, all over. It just slapped all over the place. But um, Top Gun, I don't know if I would even put it in my top five cruise movies, but I do like it. I do think it's very, very watchable. I will always, the revelation that of, of, uh, I had watching it the first time, was how much people I knew quoted it. And I never knew they were quoting Top Gun. Like the amount of time to say negative Ghost Rider and not knowing it was a Top Gun reference is insane to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention?
0: I really, it
1: was such a small part, but I really liked Meg
0: Ryan in this. And yep. She broke my heart.
1: Oh, uh, the scene after Goose dies. I Cause that's, I do, I, I want to compliment the movie though. they, they, don't overdo like i expected maverick to get blamed by everybody and instead he just blames himself and everyone's like no dude you didn't do anything like it things happen up there it's it's the scary part of flying you know and um the only the part the part that's hard is that like throughout the whole movie we're told how dangerous he is so the fact that he isn't responsible for it is a little like like jarring because you almost expect him to be responsible for it um but you know uh, she she especially because she has to like be broken that her husband's dead, but also not want to shatter his friend. You know, like not blame him, not be a not be cruel to him, and she just nails that performance. She's like right in the pocket for that. Yeah. Ugh. Um. And this was. Yeah. Uh, it was her film debut, it looks like. Uh, well, oh, was she's it? In Amityville 3D. She's, she's in that in 83. Um, in Amityville 3D. And then she's on a bunch of TV stuff. Uh, oh, I didn't know she was on As the World Turns. Wow. Okay. Um, oh. Starts as a soap opera actress. Uh, the, Top Gun's her first like big film, it looks like. There's something called Rich and Famous from 81, but I think that might have been a small part. Top Gun, Armed and Dangerous, Inner Space, Promised Land, DOA, Presidio. Then the big break was when Harry met Sally. That's the movie that everyone really knows her for. Joe versus the volcano, the uh, year after, which is crazy to think that was the year after when Harry met Sally, but um oh she's in the doors? I didn't know that. See, that's the Oliver Stone movie I like is The Doors. Um I haven't seen it. But is anything else you wanna add?
0: No, I'm just glad I picked a good one.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Um. It un unfortunately. Uh. It's not unfortunately, but I like it when it syncs up that we both haven't seen it, just because it may like we're both going into this blind kind of thing. Where this one, I kind of was like, yeah. Well, I already, I I'm only rewatching it just to be fresh on it, but I definitely knew where I stood on it going in. But mm-hmm. well, let's look to next week. Um. Oh, I guess we should rate uh Top Gun. I I think Top Gun is not quite golden. I think that I'll go with the same. Um, So positive ratings, everybody. Uh, Next week, we're getting into a much, much more critically acclaimed film uh, than Top Gun. Top Gun is not loved by critics. Uh, I think it sits in like the 50s on Metascore or something along those lines. Um, And our next movie is super critically acclaimed. It's a 50 on Metascore, Top Gun is. Um, The film we're watching for next week's episode is a 92 Metascore. 8.1 IMDb user score uh, is from 1986 as well. Um, but it is from Oliver Stone, uh, stars, Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger and Willem Dafoe. Uh, Platoon is the movie and it is a much more serious film than, uh, volleyball, beach volleyball, uh, with your shirts off. Um, it's also, oh, Keith David's in this Forrest Whitaker, Kevin Dillon, John C. McGinley. Wow. He's got to be super young in that movie. Yeah. I, I am excited. Tony Todd's in this, um, to watch this, but I also know it's gonna be really, really, really tough. Um, when I looked this up, it did say action movie. So I, I don't, it's definitely a war film probably first, but there's going to be action in it. Um, the synopsis reads, Chris Taylor, a neophyte recruit in Vietnam, finds himself caught in a battle of wills between two sergeants, one good and the other evil, a shrewd examination of the brutality of war and the duality of man in conflict. Um, I don't always vibe with Oliver Stone, but this is one of his earliest movies. So maybe I will, um, I, I am, I'm excited to check it out. Uh, what do you, and uh, you, uh, you've not seen this either, correct? Correct. Well then listeners, uh, join us next week as we review platoon. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke reviews on Instagram, Twitter, letterbox and BurkeReviews.com. And Corey, where can they file, follow you at Corey our star to R's on the end. And if you like what we're doing, we ask that you take just a minute and rate and review us. Give us those five stars to help other listeners find the podcast so they can join and subscribe and tell us their thoughts um, in the meantime, we say stay safe, mask up, and, of course, keep watching movies. This has been a Berk Reviews podcast. com.